O root of Jesse, standing as an ensign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage. Come quickly to deliver us. O come, thou branch of Jesse's tree, free them from Satan's tyranny that trust thy mighty power to save and give them victory o'er the grave rejoice rejoice emmanuel shall come to thee o israel Today's Antiphon presents Jesus as God's ensign, his banner in the fight before us. In that day the root of Jesse who will stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Isaiah 11.10 In both the Antiphon and the hymn verse, we're given two wonderfully fruitful images about Jesus, the root and the branch of Jesse. Jesus is the root of Jesse because everything springs from him. He says, I am the vine, and you are the branches to his disciples, John 15, 5. Apart from me, you can do nothing. As the root provides the nutrients for the rest of the plant, so Jesus is the source of everything we need in order to do our work in his kingdom. He is Alpha and Omega, he the source, the ending he, of the things that are, that have been, and that future years will see. As we sing in the hymn of the Father's love begotten, Jesus provides the nutrition so that our soul grows in faith. This nutrition comes from being in the Word. As we pray, grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by the patience and comfort of your Holy Word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Jesus proclaimed the life-giving scriptures in his life, death, and resurrection. Through his life, the root also becomes the branch. Jesus, as the branch of Jesse, stands before us as the ensign or banner of righteousness. This ensign is not a commissioned rank in the Navy. It is the banner that leads the troops into battle, the flag that the troops rallied around throughout the battle, the signal for the peoples as they battle against the devil, the world, and their own sinful nature. The battle begins when we're conceived. The battle ends when we die. Every day we go out to the battle to rally around either God's banner or the enemy's banner. Every day we live out Micah's call to battle in chapter 5, verse 1. Now muster your troops, O daughter of troops. Siege is laid against us. With a rod they strike the judge of Israel on the cheek. The enemies have struck Jesus on the cheek. That was the passion, the beating, the scourging, the mocking, the nails in his hands. They believed the war between heaven and earth was over with this battle. They thought they had destroyed the Son of God, Israel's Messiah, the world's Savior. They thought they had derailed God's plan of salvation. They thought they'd rule over all creation. They thought wrong. Even though they had put Jesus into the tomb, he was not defeated. He overcame death in the grave. Therefore, kings are mute before him. All the rulers of the world have nothing on Jesus. Think of all the great world leaders that have lived throughout history. Nebuchadnezzar, Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, the rest of the Caesars, Charlemagne, Henry VIII of England, George Washington, Winston Churchill. They were all great world leaders. 
but they also share two great things in common. First, they're all still dead. None of them raised themselves from the dead. Second, they're all awaiting judgment day where they'll give an account of their actions to their judge, Jesus Christ. Why must everyone answer to Jesus on the last day? St. John gives us some light on this question in Revelation 5, 1 through 5. Then I saw on the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll, written within and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look in it. I and I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion, the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. In the heavenly throne room of Revelation 5, no one is found worthy to open the scroll in God's right hand. No one except the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. He has conquered. He is the only one who is able to be the judge. And no one will have an argument against him on the last day. Why? Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. Revelation 5, 9-10 Christ's redemption gives us hope over every enemy that stands against us. This hope is proven by the fruit that we bear as we are supplied by the root. When the Pharisees came to John the baptizer to be baptized of him, he scolded them, saying, Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Matthew 3, 8-10 We are called to bear fruit, fruit of repentance. Repentance because we have been entrenched in the foxholes of the battle against the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. We continue to be equipped for the battle by staying in God's word daily and by receiving his body and blood in the sacrament whenever we have the opportunity. God's word revealed in the sacrament is one that must be praised. It is a consoling supper. The supper consoles us in the knowledge that it is the root that we receive for strengthening our faith. It consoles us because we receive the continuing promise of the root being very present among us through his word. It consoles us by bringing us the assurance of everlasting life as we face our eventual death. God's word comes to us, planting us more deeply into the root. We receive his word so that we may continue in our lives. Speak, O Lord, your servant listens. Let your word to me come near. Newborn life and spirit give me. Let, me, let each promise still my fear. God gives promises so that you might know that you are not alone, but you have a helper in the battle that is your life. This helper brings to your remembrance all the promises God has made. He brings forth your fruit so that you are not chopped down. You may stand firm, knowing that God has given you the root to anchor your life. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.